What is up? Uh, this is Joey. I think we're calling this DCR Saturday podcast. I don't know. Names up for debate. If you ask me, I'll call it DCR talk. Um, why don't you guys tell us what you think? Maybe for the one or two that'll listen to this. We'll grow this thing over time. We figured we'd have some fun. So quick roll call. Um, I think I already said it, but I'm Joey. I'll be one of the, not guest speakers, I'll be one of the permanent speakers. How about that? And I have with me the main man, Charles. Charles? Hi, guys. This is Charles. Uh, don't let Joey kid himself. He'll be a permanent guest speaker. Um, so we'll always, you know, have him as a guest on the show. Yeah, don't listen to him. <laughs> uh, that being said, I think today is officially the 22nd of December. It means for you laggers out there, you got like a day or two to get Christmas shopping done. You don't have three days because no one shops on Christmas. So get your ass in gear and get some shopping done if you haven't done it. I guess I got lucky we're done and I can't say that I did much. Uh, we'll talk to you today about a couple different things. We'll, we'll, uh, we got some topics teed up. So the new GT500, if you've been keeping up on that drama, uh, there's some more there. I think it's all drama conversations with cars today. The Camaro and the Silverado front end. And I'm going to let Charles clarify that for you because we already had our first debate on that. Uh, Toro. We got some fun stuff. We're going to talk to you about Toro. You probably already know we're in the Toro game. And uh, current events, you know, it's Christmas. Already said that, but we'll have some fun. We'll talk about anything there. Um, guys, I'll turn it over to Charles to talk to us about our first topic, the Silverado front end. So, Charles, what do you think about that? Okay, so one of the things that Joey and I discussed was I said the Silverado front end and uh, asked if he'd seen it. <clears throat> He said, yeah, uh, the last time we were at the Chevy lot, uh, I believe it's when we bought the Corvette Grand Sport. Um, he said that he'd seen it. I said, no, the pictures just came out. So we got in a little debate about, is it a Silverado? Is it a 2500? Is it a HD? Sorry for all of you that drive 1500s out there, but I don't know if you know this. They're about the same size as the small little trucks. So they're not really trucks anymore, guys. If you want a real truck, got to go to a bigger truck, 2500s. <clears throat> Everyone's getting bigger. Everyone's getting better. Um, so time to step up. But with that in mind, we are talking about the Silverado 2500 HD front end. And uh, one of the little things we want to talk about is uh, how bad it looks. Uh, I know everyone's beating it up. Um, I did find a few positives in it. But overall, it's really bad. Chevy, I don't know what you're doing. I'm a huge Chevy fan. Um, I'm actually a diehard Chevy fan. So I'll have fun tearing apart the new GT500, as with any GT500 they've ever built. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. The Silverado, Chevy, guys, what are you doing? You had the drama with the Camaro. We'll talk about that in a second. Then you come out. Okay, Ford built a great-looking front end on their truck. Dodge came out. Again, it's questionable as far as it's as good as Ford, but it's a great front end. Yeah, it's then, good. then Chevy comes out. And they decide, I think here's what, I think I figured out what Chevy was thinking. Are you ready, Joey? Okay. Let's get as much air in as possible. And everyone likes a cute kid with big old wiggly ears. I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings. So I agree. You know, if we look at the comparison, Chevy, well, I'll, well, I'll reserve my thoughts for last. So let's talk about Dodge. I think they did a great job with the, the new 1500. It's kind of like anti what they've done in the past. I feel like Dodge has added like round corners and called it a new front end. And I'm a Dodge fan. This is a guy, you know, I've owned a bunch of different Dodges, all different trims. Uh, and, and I can tell you, I like it. I'm not in love with it, but I think, hell yeah, improvement. They make a badass truck. 
I don't think anyone will ever debate you there. I think Charles used to debate that a little bit, but maybe even he's turned a corner. Uh, and then you look at Ford. I think Ford's been killing it. You know, the last generation Ford, I remember when it came out, it was big, it was bold. And then current generation truck came out. It's big, it's bigger, and it's bolder. If that it is. Uh, it's, it's good. It's good. Um, they fixed, you know, the 2500s. So I think that's a win. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, Charles's dad even drives a 2500 Ford, I think, right? He still does? Yep, not, yeah. not by my choice, but he does. Yeah, he still does. Didn't he just buy a new truck, too? Uh, he, did. he did. He bought the Dodge. Yeah, he bought the Dodge. Bought yeah, the, the fifteen hundred. Yeah. So no one's ever going to argue the new the new Dodge. We have a friend that works at a Dodge dealer. He's on the fence, and he's like super Chevy. So you see it. They're, they're winning people back. Dodge, good job. And we we own a Dodge. We have a Dodge in our fleet, uh, a Hellcat, which is it's a beast all on its own. So the Silverado front end. Here's what I'll tell you. The fifteen hundred. We'll start there. It's just ugly. Um, and I used to own. I guess we'll call it the last generation. It was a 2016 or 2017. I can't even remember. I think it was a 17. It had to be a 17. Um, GMC Denali, which is a Chevy. Uh, it was the Sierra Denali, to be exact. Big, bold front end. It looked like a 2500. I think Charles already said that. Uh, super, super good looking truck. Now the new Denali comes out. I don't know that I would spend the money I spent on my Denali on that. And then... You know, Chevy, and this isn't a knock, right? They got to differentiate from their bigger brother, GMC. It's just never as nice. And then now both of them are kind of blah. So that's the 1500. I would, I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't spend the 40, 50, 60 thousand dollars that the 1500 cost. Just wouldn't do it. And then to Charles's point on this 2500, when I saw it, I was like, it looks like an electric truck front end. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree, and, and I think. I don't. Joey, Joey said it perfectly a few minutes ago off the recording. Is maybe Chevy's gearing towards it? I mean, we saw the new Copo Camaro came out. Um, yeah, and it, and it battery driven, not a single combustion engine in the car. Um, and for those of you that don't know what Copo is, Copo is Chevy's racing uh, department. So what they do is Chevy is real big about the aftermarket industry. Uh, they're the only manufacturer that you can literally buy race parts off of their race division from the manufacturer, from the dealer. And the Copo's that division. And their new car uh, came out as full battery operated. Um, whole nother topic. Uh, I don't want to get down the rabbit hole on that one. But just to tidy up the Chevy before we move on is uh, it just looks like they're trying to get way more air in, which is unnecessary. Um, and then the mirrors, I'm sorry, but for a big mirror, uh, or a big truck, I apologize. If you look like if you hang a backpack on your mirror and it's going to break off, it shouldn't be on a heavy-duty truck. Uh, they stick out. They're almost as bad as Dodge's old, big, uh, ugly-looking tow mirrors where you flip them upward to stick out more. Yes, I will call it. Those are the ugliest mirrors on the ugly. planet. That's they personal. <laughs> they are the ugliest. I liked thing. my mirrors. I used to have that truck. <clears throat> Did you ever have them sticking out? I don't remember, but I, I thought it was you cool. Did. <laughs> you didn't. For those guys that are driving out with their tow mirrors extended, guys, seriously, man, it's for towing. And that's, a, that's across the board, everyone. Um, don't listen to Charles. He will tell you, those of you guys, and <clears throat> it's his opinion. He applies it to this broad demographic. It's what we call the Charles way. It's called the tow mirror uh-huh, okay. for towing. So uh, instead of just attacking Chevy back to back, we're gonna play around with the GT500 a bit. Uh, and I will let Joey start with that because he's more of a Ford fan than I am. Okay, fair. Uh, but I'll close it on this. 
the new Silverado front end, 1525, doesn't matter. I think we're both in agreement on this one. Ugly. Yeah. All right, sorry, we had a brief break. Chevy, if you're listening, um, hey, Charles and Joey just told you it's ugly, so change it, right? That's all you need? I think so. <laughs> we'll move on, GT500. So here's what we know about the GT500. It's quick, it's fast, it's coming, and it's going to be a lot of drama. I think that's our word of the day, drama. D-R-A. No, I'm just kidding. So GT500, we don't know power numbers. We don't know price. We don't know much. I I think kind of like the Toyota Supra. We just know that this thing exists. Now, here's why there's drama behind it. There's this guy on Instagram, Sinister something or another. It doesn't really matter. A young kid of all things. When I say young, probably 20 to 22. Probably, yeah. Yeah, 2022. Young dude. I think he just bought a Camaro Z01, if I remember right. I follow him on Instagram now only because of this GT500 thing. So somehow he got a picture of what what we think is the GT500 Super Snake. Now what makes that more interesting for you Mustang guys out there is Super Snake typically precedes the launch. So typically, you know, the way it would normal go normally go in a launch cycle is GT500 would come out and then the next year maybe you get a convertible GT500 and then maybe the next year you get like a Super Snake. Um, again, the Super Snake, I think it was only two generations ago that they brought it back. Um, this was an old kind of thing that, you know, Ford has just been doing a, a really good job with. And maybe it's a little bit of marketing. It's way too much power probably. Um, but from what we understand, that was what we saw. Or maybe it'll just be known as the GT500 Super Snake when it launches. Who knows? We literally know nothing. We do know the launch is quickly coming. Have you seen the firm date on that? I have not. Okay. So we haven't seen it. Um, it does embrace the new front end, and I think it kind of brings the new front end together. Uh, the new 2019 Mustang, I'm just just not a fan. I think the facelift was 2018. Is that right? I think so, because I know it's the trans. It's the first year for the new transmission. Yeah, the new 10. Uh, so I think so. And the the problem with the new front end is it's like real pointy. It's real jagged. I remember when the current generation, that's a facelift, but when the current generation came out, again, I'm a little blurry. I think it came out the end of 13 for 14 model year. When that generation came out, it was, it was good. I was like, hell yeah, Ford. Would you, do you want to know the best thing about the car, the Mustang when it came out with that generation, uh, the new body? What? Ford took the body lines for the back end, so the rear quarter fenders. Yeah. Um, directly from chevy okay if you look if you look at both (laughs) if you look at both rear fenders on them it mimics the chevy and the chevy had it first so that's why i love it we have to make a note in the beginning of the podcast (laughs) these are times that you skip whenever charles talks weird chevy versus ford Uh stuff it'll always be Ford Um, versus chevy but they (laughs) they did widen the hips i thought it was good back end is good it's aggressive looks great great job ford um, I even saw, I think it was on Netflix, there's a whole documentary of how the Ford Mustang was built and tested, and the the guy that was in charge of this project, it was his first project he did on his own. Um, so there's this documentary, Google it if you're a Ford guy or if you're a Mustang guy, it's a really cool documentary. Um, technically, I've never owned one, but I do really have a strong appreciation for the car. I know probably too much about the car, and the Fox body, you know, some will argue, is one of the not so hot looking Mustangs and it's one of my all-time favorites so you know just proof is in the pudding that love is in the eye of the beholder we're gonna call it 
Um, not even fast, but I like it. They sound they sound beautiful though with the right with the right setup. But staying on track, new GT five hundred. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got mixed feelings. I don't know. It's I think it's good. It brings it together, but I'm gonna reserve until we see like real launch photos and I can see it on a dealer, see it on the street. Uh, it looks cool. Here is my guess. So write it down. First guess is it's probably gonna start in the mid seventies. Um, there's one car I'm sure that that car has its eye on and it's probably not the Corvette. My gut tells me it's what we own and that's the Hellcat. Hellcat comes in a bunch of different variants now. Dodge, good job. You killed it with the Hellcat. I feel like it's back in the day when you launched a Charger in the 300. You did it all over again, but you did it with some with some power. 707. Yeah, Vengeance. You launched it right. You did it right. Then you put a cherry on top with the Demon. Hell yeah, good job, Dodge. But I'm sure you guys are all feeling it every time you look at sales figures. Um, I think that's the car they're going after. You know, our Hellcat is, it sounds weird saying this now, but it's like your basic Hellcat. 707 horsepower supercharged v8 uh it's mean right it's got the brakes it's got the exhaust it's got all the goodies still dodge when you know every once in a while you look around you're reminded that you're sitting in a dodge charger um but as soon as you drive it you forget all that and i think you know if you watch reviews it'll tell you that maybe we have to do a review on it who knows it's an old car though well it's an 18 but it's not it's not fresh off the launch I think that's who they're going after. You know, Dodge has the new red eye. They just hit the lots. Our friend at Dodge confirmed this. So the red eye's out there. It's in the wild. He said it started, I was talking to him last night. He said it started like 82 grand. I think that's pretty good considering it's basically a demon. It's like 92% demon parts. And I think it was 797? Yes, 707 is Hellcat. 797 is red eye. Only comes in the Challenger variant. Doesn't come in the Charger variant. And I think it's only wide body. I think that's the whole point with the red eye. I think I think you're correct on that. And then new for 19, there's a new hood. Uh, man, it's almost like a Dodge commercial now. Yeah, let's get back to the 500. Yeah, the GT500. <laughs> I think that's who they're going after. I think the GT500, I think that's their eye on the target. So what does that look like? It probably looks like mid-700s. That's my guess. What do you think? So I'm... I'm going to kind of reserve myself a bit because I can just smash on the car that doesn't even exist yet. So that's not very fair. It exists. Well, in the wild. In the wild. Driving okay. around. I, I don't, I never believe, um, you know, car and driver, oh, this is what it performed like. Give it to someone like us um, and see how it performs. But another topic. Here's my concerns with the the GT500. If it's anything, well, there's two main concerns. If there's anything like it's always been the the last generation GT500, <clears throat> here's a problem. Chevy, I mean, I'm sorry, not Chevy. Ford, all, all the manufacturers can make power. There's no doubt. Everyone's saying the GT500 is going to be somewhere in the 700 horsepower range. The last yeah. Super Snake was 660 before it topped It, it was, yeah, somewhere in the mid, <clears throat> I'm gonna say 60, it sounds right. So it, this one's gotta be more. With that being said, Ford's always been notorious for not building the rest of the car, including the chassis, to the GT500. But I gotta, I'm sorry, I gotta interrupt. Okay. GT350, they got that car right. I'm gonna get to that though. Okay. That's not a 500. But this car has to, that car has such a good rep. You know, it, Ford's not gonna mess it up. It, I agree. But hold on, the last generation GT500, Matt Farah said it is one of the most dangerous and unrealistic cars to drive. Spirited, I agree. the chassis was not ready for it. Now the new GT350, amazing car, right? Five hundred horsepower, right? Uh, 
I don't think it's quite 500. Uh, or it might be right at 500. I think it's like right at 500. and like three. I thought it was five. Torque or it's something. It's not high torque. It's that flat eight. No. We're going to look it up while Charles <clears throat> talks. But that gets me to my next point. If this engine or power plant is designed off of the GT350, I'm really curious to see how the engine lasts tracking it. And the reason I say that is because the GT350 is a track car. It is designed to run around the track. Hence why you can get to 350 and the R. Joey's got an update. What do you got? 5.2 liter V8 flat plane crank, which gives us this gorgeous sound. How many how many horsepower does it say, Charles? 526. Boom, 526. And it's a little lower on the torque, 429. What was the LS7? It was 505. And what was the torque? 500. 500. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I haven't driven a GT350. I did own a Z06 with an LS7. Beautiful car, different talk, different day. Uh, yeah, so it's they got this right. It handles right. The weight distribution's right. The braking's right. So I love the 350. Okay. I love the engine. Yep. But anyone in the past, and I know the past is the past, but anyone that's ever talked about causing force induction to a flat plane motor. I don't know if they're going to do that, though. You, there's no way you can get 700 horsepower out of a Ford engine that comes with a warranty. There's only a handful of Did cars. Did you hear Charles say that Ford engine? This is the bias now. No, no, no. There, there's a handful of cars that make over 700 horsepower naturally aspirated. You ready? McLaren uh-huh. and Lamborghini are the big ones. They're, well, they're, who else makes over, <laughs> what'd you say, over 700? That. But that's only like the exotics, right? Exactly. We'll call that exotics. So for the GT500 to get to 700 it's, horsepower. Yeah, it's going to be force, It's going to be supercharged most likely. That's my point. Yeah. So if you force induct a flat plane motor. I don't think it's going to be flat plane. So you're, so you're saying you're, they're, what motor would they choose? Because I, I think it's going to be a, a, a variant of the Coyote. But Ford's been phasing out all the big engines. Look at the Ford GT. I it's agree. It's now a six-owner. The Ford <clears throat> GT, gorgeous car. This is a different debate. We might have to bring it back to this one day. Um, they got a winner with the, with the Coyote. I mean, they, what, they do. what are they squeezing out of it? What do we say? 460 horsepower on the Coyote? Uh, I don't know enough about the Fords. I but, think it was 460. Gonna, might be 465. Go ahead. There's no way they can make the GT500 more powerful and faster than the Ford GT. That's horrible marketing and sales for them. Why would you spend money you're, on that? So car? you're, you're saying I'm the saying, GT500 will have less power than the GT350? No, it's going to have more, Okay, but not the same engine. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, but but they're phasing out all the 5.0s and the big engines. But maybe they reserve it just for the GT500. The way the the <clears throat> e the way the MPG that's, law that's works, a big thing. It goes based off of the fleet. Yeah. Not just the car. So, and that's just my concern. Not saying it's a bad thing. My yeah. concern is if they force induct the GT350 engine, the flat plane engine, where's the issue there? And my example will be Okay. WRX. Mm-hmm. Fun the, car, right? Great car, yeah. The old boxer engine. Yeah. Flat plane motor. Yeah, that's why it sounds gorgeous. They're problematic and are constantly breaking because they're force inducted. Yeah. You can't get away from it. So Ford, we would love to know what you're doing with the engine because it doesn't make sense to force induct the GT350. If you take the motor out of the GT, or if you take the flat plane motor out of the GT500, where you're enthusiast because the GT350 and the 500, ever since the beginning in the 60s of Ford, okay. have always been big brother and little brother. Yeah, and that's why I think the 500 is going to have more power. But they've always had the same same 
same setup is what I'm saying. Okay. Now, now, granted, the old GT350 was a smaller engine and the 500 was a bigger engine. That's yeah. where the names came from. Yeah. But for here, I really want to know. So I want to wait to see if they can build the 500 the way they built the 350 as an overall package. Okay. I will finally be a believer in that car. But until we see what engine they use, I just don't know yet. I, I'm, I'm a little reserved. And yes, I am biased. I'm biased because we own a Hellcat. And that car overall is one of the best overall built performance cars I've ever experienced. And yes, mind you, I have been in Ferraris. I've not been in a Lamborghini. Anyone who has a Lamborghini wants to let me, uh, I'll even go into passenger seat and want to experience it. But I've been in Porsche, I've been in, in Ferrari, uh, been in quite a few uh, race cars, drag cars. If you guys don't know, I have a background in drag racing quarter mile. Uh, I've been in some very powerful cars. Uh, I'm curious to see what the GT500 is going to do. So, so, we'll, so we'll see. Here's what we officially know. We'll move on. We officially know the last update was made on 12-17, so like five days ago. We officially know it'll have over 700 plus horsepower, and I think I think we already agreed on that, right? Yeah. Um, it will be the GT500. We don't know anything about the Super Snake yet. I assume, again, that their, their eye on the prize is the Hellcat. It's the only car that it would make sense. Based on the VIN decoder, we do know it's going to be a supercharged V8. So I think that settles that. But I think we both agreed it was going to be force inducted. Yeah. And supercharger is a way to go. Big boy V8s. It's just, just, it's what just how you win. Use. Here's a picture of it. And it says uh, 114.18. So either we'll get more information directly from Ford or we'll find out what the car is. Uh, Camaro ZL1, 707 horsepower Dodge. It's all what this article mentions that it's going after. I guess maybe we did forget about the Camaro a little bit. 700 plus though that's it sounds like we'll know more in january so more info to come you know go forward based on what we've seen i think it looks good uh i think it brings together that jagged front end that weird front end that got going on i don't think it looks good on any other car but hey you know if you got the money then the gt500 will probably be the way to go uh, i don't know what that'll mean for the gt350 maybe they discontinue it they they i don't they didn't exist last in this current generation, right? Because they didn't. No. New generation came came around, then the GT three fifty came. People fell in love with it. They have dropped in price. We we keep talking about buying one. Um, you can pick them up pretty much with no miles for high forties. You can even pick them up new for not much more. So I guess more to come. We'll we'll move on. Talking about Camaros, how about the new Camaro front end drama? So that's funny. So I remember talking to you about that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember uh, within the last probably month and a half now, the uh, Chevy released the picture of the new Camaro. Yeah. And the new front bumper uh, grill, oddly enough, Silverado 2500 is having the issue. Uh, the grill was so bad. Yeah. And they got so much gripe back from enthusiasts that they just recently released a new picture of a new front grill and front end saying this is going to be the new one. Um, Chevy well played on trying to correct it. I still don't think you hit your, your mark yet, you're, but you're getting there. Um, but then again, we don't know where you're going with it because it's not the only car, obviously, that we've talked about today from yeah, Chevy. What the hell, Chevy? That's going. Yeah, I don't know. I can tell you <clears throat> that if you do touch, and this is kind of off, it is on topic, but off topic. If you touch the ZL1 front grill, I will find you. 
Okay, I will find you. Uh, that that is that is a, a beautiful masterpiece you have right there on the they ZL1. Did. They got it right. And the reason I didn't really talk about the ZL1 when we were talking about the 500 and the Hellcat is because I feel until now don't don't get me wrong. If the 500 can come out like 350, it's going to compete with the ZL1 around a track because the Hellcat doesn't do that. Yeah, it doesn't go around a track. Um, but back to back to the Camaro drama. I I don't hate it as much as the first one. Then again, I'm a Chevy fan. I'm, I'm a huge diehard Camaro fan. I've, I've owned numerous ones. So I like them. I would still drive it. Um, I feel it's one of those... It's kind of like... and I uh, No offense to any of you, but it's a stepchild. Either you absolutely love your stepchild or you, you really like have it. no interest in him. Um, and I feel that's where Camaro's heading with their front grille. I, you know, Chevy, I don't know what you're doing right now. Uh, we already told you we don't approve of your front end, so you got to fix that apparently, right? I'm sure you guys are back at the board now, so you're welcome for that advice. This time it's free. The Camaro front end, I don't I don't know. I, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, it's hideous. Oh, my God, what did you do? And I'll tell you my thoughts on the current Camaro on the street right now. Um, that That was exactly what I thought. Then I saw... Um, well, actually, you know what? I'm lying. I didn't even see it. Charles was telling me that they're, you know, the press was like so bad on this thing that they're going back and they're redesigning it. So I haven't even seen it. I, I'll do more research, I guess. So we'll, we'll bring this topic back. But uh, based on what I know, it's ter- It's literally terrible. And here's what, what makes it worse is, you know, the Camaro came back. It, it went on a, a hiatus for a while. Um, the last generation uh, before that ended, and, and Charles knows this better than I do. Was it O two, Charles? O two was the last year. Yeah, O two. So I've never been a Camaro fan, and it it's funny. Um, Charles has owned a Camaro or two or ten. Who knows? Um, I've never owned one. I've never owned a Mustang, but I I definitely am on the Mustang side of the line. So then you know this movie comes out called Transformers, Bumblebee. You know the yellow Camaro kind of made the Camaro famous again, kind of like. Uh, what Iron Man did for the Audi R8. Um, that Camaro, I thought it looked cool when I saw it in the movie, and then I saw it in person, and I was like, yeah, no. Never would buy one. Didn't really think about it. And then they came out with the ZL1 variant, and I thought, okay, that's like the first Camaro I like. Still haven't driven one to this day. Then, um, then uh, they so they come out with this. Then they say, hey, we're redesigning the Camaro. Now the Camaro went when it relaunched, probably two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Typically, domestic cars go for a six year cycle, so it went through a facelift, and then they relaunched a Camaro, which puts it on track for like sixteen or seventeen. And I remember telling Charles very specifically, it's the first time I seen a Camaro that I'm like, yes, I like it. Uh, you know, laser etched or laser welded roof, so you got rid of the ugly strips up top. Um, whole new chassis, uh, improved power, better MPGs. Not that you buy that car for that, but it's a nice to have. Better transmission, way better interior. GM finally learned how to not make a Rubbermaid interior. It, it was just a win. It was a grand slam. It was a good looking car. And then they somehow facelifted and do this to the car. So, I, you know, I just don't know. I don't know if it's they're preparing us for an electrified fleet. I don't know what they're doing so chevy you got some work to do um we're looking at pictures of it right now and i i I can't say that i'm on board so just to be fair that was what it first was scheduled to be 
Okay. And everyone hated it so much just because of the solid, bold lines across. Yeah. And mind you, that was the last one. That was the last one. So they went back to a more open front grill, still trying to carry the line. And I, I don't know. Some, I think someone either spilled their coffee or um, got drunk. Yeah, I got to see it. Um, they did an interview for like one of those morning shows in New York and they brought it out. And it got shredded on the form. So we'll see. Um, I think that's where we're going to leave this one. So, you know, GT500, we'll revisit it in January sometime. Camaro, we'll see this thing on the road. I'm, I'm sure it's going to drive great. They built, they built a sensational platform. No one will dispute that. They did already say that the ZL1 is not going along with the update. So GM Correct. did say that. We don't know for how long, though, because like BMW... The way they do M cars is totally different, right? The M car will not follow the same cycle, but it will end up eventually catching up to the cycle. So we don't know. We don't know. It's a true enthusiast car. Chevy, you got the ZL1 right. Please don't change it. Um, and then uh, Chevy, you know, Silverado. Uh, Please. If we got to live with it for a couple of years, you know, I feel bad for your sales for a couple of years because we know a lot of car people and I guess truck people, nobody really likes it. I haven't heard anyone say they like it, and I and I own a twenty five hundred, and uh, I refuse to give my twenty five hundred up for a new one. It just won't happen. Yeah, so I think that's that. That's car talk. Uh, let's move on. Let's tell you or talk to you or answer questions about Toro. How about that? So first debate is it Toro or is it Turo? Okay, that is going to be a never ending debate. I've watched videos where. It's about 50-50. I call it Turo. I, I emphasize I you. call it Toro. Like yeah. Toro. Yeah. Which is, um, I've heard a lot of people do. Yeah. I feel if you know what it is, it doesn't matter how you say it, people know. If you don't, people think you're talking about some tostada or some Mexican food. I don't know. Tostada. I do love Mexican food. Yeah, I do too. So, you know, I'm going to call it Toro. Charles is going to call it Turo. Yeah. That means we are officially politically correct. Look at us. We got both sides of the spectrum. <laughs> both sides. 50-50, baby. But we all know it's Toro. <laughs> so what is Toro? Uh, Toro is it's super cool. It's, uh, it's a car sharing platform. And you, you learn to say it's not a car rental platform because it really isn't. There's no desk. There's no nothing. Um, we always say all the hard work is done even before you see the car. So... There's this app. You can go to Toro.com or you can open up Android. What is, what is the Android market called? Market. market. I think it's just called Market. I know Android users are weird people. Weird, yeah. yeah. I agree. I, that would we can agree on. So um, you can open up the App Store and type in Toro or Android people, whatever it is that you get apps on, you know, like Hey Google or whatever. Um, you download the app and then you set it up. It takes like 30 seconds. It's like anything else, you know, first name, email, blah, blah, blah. Um, the difference is then you got to verify your identity because you might be driving a $70,000 car. Um, most likely, that's what you're getting the app for. Uh, you upload some pictures and a credit card, but you block out the credit card numbers. It's, pre it's pretty simple. We've, we've walked a bunch of people through it. Um, once you set it up, you get verified. And then once you're verified, hey, guess what? You can rent a car. You can rent a car. You can share a car. You could, yes. I don't yes. know. That's weird, right? It is. It's hard Car for sharing me to makes it. sense, but then when you say, here's my car, you can share it. I don't know. You can pay somebody else money and they'll loan you their car. Right, yeah. Um, you know, so why why use Toro? Well, one, um, you can get a GT350 today on Toro if you wanted to for like, what, 170 bucks? 
Actually, well, it's prime time for the for Christmas, so yeah. Um, obviously, I could take in the next if you want a GT three fifty, in the next two to three weeks, go to find one and you'll find it that's actually really affordable. Yeah, probably one hundred and forty, mm. hundred and fifty bucks. Um, I don't think they go much less, but you know we had this big debate. Maybe that's what we need to do. We need a Toro GT three fifty for a day. Um, but that's that's why you use Toro. I mean, there's the other stuff, Nissan Sentras, and you know, Jettas and chevy traverses but uh, there is the you know the corvettes of the world the z06s the gt350s you know the the, the high-end mercedes-benz i love the s-class they're all over the place um that's you know that's why you use turos you can get some badass cars for car people like us pretty dang cool we can we can feed our addiction without our checkbook feeling it yeah i i really want to get a c63 I used to own an M4, um, badass car. Mine just wasn't so badass. I got rid of it for problems, <laughs> um, but it was a beautiful car. M4 Comp, like literally, it's what a BMW dealer would call an all boxes checked car. It had every option. It was gorgeous, it looked gorgeous, sounded gorgeous, drove gorgeous. Beautiful car. I just had a friend the other day tell me, it out of all your cars you've owned, it's my favorite car you've ever owned, even though it sucked. <laughs> It didn't suck. It just, you you couldn't drive it straight. Yeah, you couldn't drive it straight. For those of you wondering why I got rid of it, BMW actually didn't let me law it, but they offered me money to give it back to them. They bought it back. They bought it back, buyback. It pulled really bad to the right. And after like six dealer visits and flying somebody in from New Jersey, they still couldn't figure it out. So good luck to BMW getting that fixed. I gave it back to them over a year ago now. And hopefully when they resold it, that individual got a good car because it wasn't a good car for me. So that being said, that's why you could use Toro. Shoot, my old M4 could have been on Toro. Um, had I known this, you know, maybe I would have fought through <laughs> getting it fixed. But I didn't know that. So that's that's really how it works. You know, you, you go to Toro.com or you download the app. You know how to use it. You pick a car. You get the car. You set up a time. Um, depending how much money you want to spend, some people offer delivery, some people offer extra perks. Um, guys, it is cool. It is easy. Um, and just in case, let's say you're going on a trip. I'm actually going to Boston. Was supposed to be next month, but um, it's kind of a moving target at this point. But I'm going to Boston, and if I need a car, I will be touring to get my car. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, and just something to add into that. Um, hey, for all you uh, all you tech savvy people, uh, super easy. People that aren't so tech savvy, hey, look, I got really good news for you. Uh, don't be lazy. It, it, it's we've had people that are. I mean, that that Gordon guy would had to have been like seven years old. Yeah. Um, we we've had we've had numerous elderly people set up Turo accounts and rent cars from us already, um, all the way down to the bare minimum age. So it truly is that easy. I get asked a lot though, why use Turo? There's a few others out there, definitely not anywhere near Turo, uh, but I'm gonna give you the the business answer and then I'm gonna give you the real answer. Business answer, why use Turo? Business answer. The business answer is <clears throat> because everyone agrees that when you go to rent a car, there you're gonna have two experiences, right? Actually, three. I'm going to take it out. We're going to have three. We're going to have first, you're going to meet an ex-DMV employee because that's the only other person I've ever met that genuinely hates their life. Then, after that very uncomfortable experience, you're going to be hounded 
to get insurance and then when you don't get insurance you're questioning should i and why is it so expensive Mm -hmm. then the third is when you finally track down your car you're just praying it doesn't smell like a skunk died in it that's true or there's stains everywhere i mean these cars are cared for by people that have no worry in the world about the car so why use turtle we're going to attack those three things one you get the person that owns the car or is passionate about the car. So you're going to have a friendly interaction because they truly, genuinely love what they do. Two, we're not going to hound you on insurance. If you don't want insurance, you cover the bill. If you want insurance, it's very cheap. Very cheap to the point where it's actually crazy not to get it. It's that cheap. And it covers everything, including no money out of pocket on deductibles. The third reason... These cars are taken care of because they're personally owned, whether by a business like us or privately, they're cared for because it's people's cars. It's our cars. We care about them. So they're clean. They're cared for. They're maintained. And we know about them. So there's not a question you can ask that we can't find out whether that moment or we'll get back to you. But generally speaking, we know the answers to the cars and we hook it up. We hook up your Bluetooth. That is our calling card. If you drive away, Without us offering to hook up your Bluetooth, please reach out to us because that's not how we do it. We're going to do that for you every time. Now, the real reason why I use Turo. There's a couple reasons why, and we've had them from everyone. I want a fun car. I want to buy this car, and I want to test drive it for a longer period of time than some obnoxious guy for five minutes telling me which way to drive. And you know you can't drive the way you truly want to because the guy's there. Or you want a stunt. Let's face it, how many times does people just, hey, you know what? I want to take a nice car out. And I want to go have a good time. We had a guy that literally went to uh, his ex-employer oh, and to serve some paperwork. I do remember that. And he said strictly, I want the car to stunt on my old boss just to show that I'm doing well. Hey, man, whatever you want to do it, we don't care. Just have fun doing it. Turo is a fun experience. It yeah. should always be fun, and you should rent a car that's fun for you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think Charles snuck it in there a little bit. You know, what we do on Toro is pretty simple. Um, We do two things, actually. One is we have our own fleet. And that's why you'll hear us sometimes talk about like, well, we have a Hellcat or I don't know if we said it yet, but when we're talking about all this Chevy drama, um, we weren't we're not just Chevy bashing. We do have a 19 Grand Sport. Maybe Charles said our Grand Sport. Um, We have officially, I think we have in, in, in our personal fleet, 14 cars or as we call them units. We got 14 units. Um, and then on top of that, we we have a service where we run managed service. So let's say, for example, you, you have a second car. I, I have a friend that has a Jeep that sits a lot. He's a, he's a firefighter. I'll, I'll leave him nameless, but if he listens to this, he'll know who he is. Uh, so he has a Jeep and it just sits. It just sits. And go figure, Jeeps are like the number one moving car on the platform. So we our managed services would totally take that car in. We'd make sure it's ready. You know, We do things to prepare it. And then we put it out there and, and then we, all right, sorry, we got briefly paused. So yeah, so this Jeep scenario, you know, and we'll use that as the, as the example. Basically, we get it listed. We do all the work. That's what we do on Turo. We do twofold. You know, think of like managed services as, let's say you owned a home and you're about to rent it, but you don't want to deal with all the screening and background and work and maintenance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's where we come in. And then for us, for our own personal greed, we'll call it. We have our own babies. We have some cool ones. Um, you know, it depends on the day of the week, and I'll tell you what my favorite car is. 
Oh. Um, you know, I think the coolest car out of the fleet, like just pure cool factor, if you saw all the cars lined up, it's probably the Corvette Grand Sport. Um, black on black, red interior, it's gorgeous. I don't think anybody will disagree. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any anybody will disagree. The funnest car on the fleet is not that car, because that car is a pain to get in and out of, and uh, drives rough, and it's a beautiful car, but it's it serves one purpose. I think Charles said earlier to stunt, like th- that's what that car's. Oh yeah. Or if you're a track king or queen, <clears throat> you know, for your queens out there, um, that's that kind of car. Um, but then again, you you can't take a Toro car to a track. You'll end up in all kinds of. Uh, legal drama so don't do that yes please don't yeah you'll be like the chevy problem um so i would tell you the funnest car the hellcat easily yeah Hellcat. it it gives you an experience no other car can it does 707 horsepower doesn't matter how much you weigh man it moves and it moves fast and then we get down to i think still to this day what i'll tell you is my favorite car mercedes-benz c300 coupe with the amg package you're fond of that one it's dark, like gunmetal gray. 2019 is the first time Mercedes brought this color back in like seven years. All the black accents, matte wood interior on top of just beautiful aluminum everywhere. Just Mercedes-Benz. Man, you guys are doing something right with your interiors. Guys, that car is badass. Super fun to drive. You you have like this feeling, this overwhelming feeling when you're driving it like you did something right. Yeah, you accomplish something. Yeah. You accomplish something that you set uh, your task to do, and you feel rewarded when you drive it. You do. It's a great car, and I'll tell on myself, you know, I daily drive a 2018 BMW 5 Series with the M Sport package and the executive package, like the massaging seats and, you know, all the goodies. It's an all-box check car. I'm real big on options. And still, I hop in this Mercedes-Benz C-Class that's actually cheaper than my BMW, and I get more driving pleasure out of it. Now, the reason why I still like my BMW so much is it's actually an E, which means electrified, as BMW loves to call it. So I get like 80 miles a gallon. So it cost me like $32 to fill up a premium car, (laughs) and it lasts me a long, long time. Um, Super cool, different combo for different day. Uh, that's that's why that's why you use Turo and that's what we do on Turo. So, hey world, if you're listening, if you got a car and you want to throw it on Toro, hit us up. We'll help you out. Um, and if you need a cool car and you're in our area, hit us up. We'll help you out too. Yeah, and and tell us what experience you're going to. Tell us what event you're going to. Reach out to us and tell us your need for the car. I promise you, we can connect you with the car that's going to fit exactly what you want. And you're going to have fun with it. Yeah, I agree. We're car guys. We'll sit and talk to you if we don't have something to do. Sometimes we have stuff to do. Um, But we have this guy that we interact with a lot. His name is Daniel. Yeah, Mr. Daniel. Daniel. Mr. Daniel. Mr. Daniel. Mr. Daniel. Cool dude. Um, Normally not the kind of person we would have probably ended up with in our circle. Right? Like we're just on different parts of the world. We're in different industries. So for us to like bump into each other and then find out we're both car guys probably wouldn't have happened unless it was like at a meet. But again, he's not the kind of person who goes to meet. So we normally wouldn't have bumped into him, but because of Toro, we did. And super cool dude. He's actually a Chevy guy like Charles. He has, I think, two Impalas. Might have three. He's built a bunch. He's got a race car truck. He's uh, actually a truck driver. Go figure. 
Um, but anyways, great dude, super cool. And I think the last time I interacted with him, we ended up chopping it up for like an hour. Yeah, with Daniel, you have to keep track of time. Otherwise, you realize uh, it, it got dark on you. It got dark on you. <laughs> it got dark. Were you drinking? <laughs> no, it just it went, from, it went from sunlight to dark. I mean, it, I guess just a true testament. If you get us on cars, uh, we can talk forever. The reason we didn't spend much time on car talk is because um, if anyone knows Joey, you know he has a piece of paper up right now with the agenda, and he keeps checking stuff off and, and telling me to move forward. So, uh, Otherwise, we could talk about cars. By the way, the last part, yeah, I lied. He's not, he's not telling me to no, no, go no. forward or he check made that up. But there is an agenda. <laughs> hey, it keeps us on track. Yeah, yeah. If so, anyone knows Joey. Nobody which, knows me. This is the internet. Yeah, this, yeah no one knows any of us. So, um, uh, you know, I think we've kind of just talked through Turo. If you have any questions about it, um, email us. Yeah, Toro at DCRcars.com. Yeah, and, and we will happily, we'll even talk you through setting up your account for you. Even if you don't rent from us, we have an expectation of ourselves to give you the service we would provide. And if that means just helping you set it up, hey, do it. I can tell you you'd be missing out not renting from us, but we want to get you involved. Yeah, that's true. You know, Toro's <clears throat> big thing is... The first time renter, we'll call them share, or I don't know, Toro, Toro, you got to figure out a better name for that. Yeah. It's like the most valuable experience because that really says, hey, do I continue to use this or do I not? Um, and we've had it go both ways on us. We've had it, you know, we, we actually just hit our first milestone. We broke a hundred trips. That means we've put out a, a, a car on the road a hundred times. Yes. Um, and I think that we, we did that Monday night. We celebrated that. Mm, yeah, we did. 100, we 100. got 102 on Monday night. Yeah, you know what? We got to throw a party at 1,000. Well, that's going to be next year because we're already after yeah, it'll be Monday, next year for sure. We're at one, almost 130 now. Yeah, so we'll figure that out. Maybe uh, if you guys have ideas, hit us up. But um, that's that's Toro. That's kind of – that's Toro in a nutshell. Um, we have turned it into something more than just fun. Um, you, you check it out. Um dcr cars on instagram dcr underscore cars so at dcr underscore cars check us out or you can email us toro at dcrcars.com um we'll help you out if you go to our instagram there's actually a code there you'll get 25 bucks if you haven't signed up it actually gives you 25 and us 25 so help us out give us 25 give yourself 25 uh there's that that's toro so let's talk about some current events christmas is... Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Um, New Year's. Who, what are you doing for New Year's? Same thing I always do, family stuff. Yeah. Nothing fun. I don't know what I'm doing. Probably the same. Um, last year, New Year's, I'll tell on myself. Um, you know, we have a little one, me and my other half. And she was with her grandma for New Year's. So we were like, oh, we're going to go out and be grown-ups tonight. So we went to On the Border, a little Mexican joint, good place. or Not little, they're a chain. Uh, so we went there, we went to the movies. We saw, I just told this story to someone yesterday. We saw, it's that movie about the blackjack girl that was hosting an under, underground blackjack sessions. Molly. Molly. What? Something about Molly. Not Molly the drug. Molly. No, 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 no. Okay, so anyways, I'll come back to it. Um, so anyways, <laughs> we, we go to the movies. We saw this uh, Molly movie. Uh, wait, it just came up. I'm Googling it. Molly's Game. If you haven't watched haven't it. haven't seen it. Super freaking good. Is it on a server? Mm, I don't know what you're talking about. So we go see Molly's Game. And 
Um, we go home. Actually, we stopped. I'm going to tell myself something about a six pack because, you know, we drink. Oh, a, man. A on the border, then a six pack? I know. It was crazy. Bro. It was a crazy night. We didn't really drink on the border. We had good dinner, though. Uh, so we go see <clears> Molly's game. And then we, go, we, we stop and buy a six pack on the way home. I get home and I crack a beer. I set it down on our table in the living room. And then Kylie is waking me up like five minutes before New Year's. Like, hey, um, you fell asleep. You got to be up. <laughs> so then, you know, we watch the ball drop. You know, we do the first kiss of the year, all that fun stuff. And then I was like, okay, so it's like 12.05. Can we go to bed now? Yeah. Uh, so I think I'll probably do the same. Actually, I, I got invited to a New Year's party up the street from my house. Maybe. Maybe I'll rage it this year, but we'll see. Probably not. I'm li- I'm lying. We're getting old, man. You'll probably need an afternoon nap to, to do that. Yeah, I know. Life is rough. It can be. Yeah. So it's Christmas and New Year's. Um, I have a random one. PlayStation 5. I know nothing about that. I figured. Yeah, I don't really know much either. <laughs> Here's what I know. Um, it's coming. Sony officially put the first sneak 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 peek. Sneak peek. Sneak peek, yeah. Yeah, I have a friend that, um, I have a couple friends that are in the gaming industry, and I was talking about it yesterday. That's why it was top of mind. And he was like, yeah, I don't know much. Well, no, E3. E3 is uh, the big convention every year, kind of like SEMA for cars, but for games. So that's uh, that's coming. So if you know anything, hit us up. I'd love to talk about it. Shouldn't they have done that before Christmas? Um, well, it's not out. Yeah, shouldn't they have released it before Christmas? That way people bought it? No, it's not out. No, I'm saying shouldn't they have put it out before Christmas so people would buy it for Christmas? How would they buy it if it's not out? What do you mean it's not out? Like make it? No, it takes years. It takes that long to build a piece of plastic. Also, I was like, what are you even talking about right now? I thought it, t- you know, they'll announce it at E3, <clears throat> then it'll come out like two years later. Really? It takes yeah. that long? No, for real. It's 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 shorter to make a car. Um, yeah, I don't know. I might have been over exaggerating, but you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, I know. Okay, so, yeah, that's PlayStation 5. How about, um, this is a debate. Electric versus gas. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Charles. Uh, there's no winning this one on either side. Um, I, think, I think the only way to win this one is to set parameters. I'm going to tell you this. Okay, tell us. I love where the electric engine is going. Okay? However, I will stand firm... It will never completely replace combustible engines. I disagree. I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. Until I see a freaking uh, cargo ship that's got electric motors powering that thing across the water. We're not talking cargo ships. We're talking cars. No, I said combustible engines. Oh, my gosh. Now, for the cars themselves, yeah, I I think electric engines across uh, economy cars or, or even commuter cars. We'll say commuter cars. I, th- I think it's a great idea. Yeah, um, Tesla Model 3. I think with where Tesla was going with the pickup truck and the semi-trucks, I see a lot of potential there. There's that other one, Rotus or something like that. Yeah, I follow them. Um, I want to order one of their trucks. It came out with the SUV in a truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, all over SEMA, all over. All electric. Uh, yeah. I think that's great. If you guys don't know me, I have a 2009 Chevy Silverado 2500 Duramax diesel. So to me, saying go from diesel to um Electric is hard. Yeah, to get it even farther, uh, my truck does not require def, and it is highly modified. So, uh, for me to give up my get my diesel engine would be uh, very difficult. But that being said, I agree the future is electric. Obviously, that no one would argue that. Mm-hmm. 
But when we get to all electric, or if we ever do, I don't know. My concern is this. You can only get so much experience from the thrill of driving without sound. Sound is one of our main senses. And if you completely deplete that, mm-hmm. you're not going to get the full experience. So I love hybrid. I love your car because you get the best of both, right? Yeah. You can still hear the little turbo spool up in your car. You you, you know it's there. Yeah. But you also get the, the acceleration off the line with your electric motor. Mm-hmm. I love that. To tell me, oh, you know, like the i8. We haven't driven i8 yet. Nope. I would love to. I, I know it's going to be fun. But you're still going to be a little disappointed because you don't hear what you expect to hear moving at that rate. How long it takes for us to weed that out and not care anymore, I hope we never get to that point. Yeah. <clears throat> That's my debate. So you haven't driven a Tesla? I have no. I want to. Okay. I want to. Hey, if you guys have Teslas and you want us to take a look or review it or just, you know, let me take a ride in it, let me know. So seeing is believing or I guess maybe this case driving. Um, I've, I've driven two Teslas and I've been in all three Teslas. So I've driven the S, I've driven the X, which is my favorite of the fleet. And I went for a ride recently. I have a friend of mine that has a brand new, I would assume it's a 19. He just got it. Tesla Model 3 Performance, which is their bad boy little Model 3. Now, I'll preface the conversation by telling you this. I'm not a big Model 3 fan. But that being said, I thought it was freaking badass. I even told Charles, like, interior is primo, exterior fit and finish, primo, cool factor. Once you're driving it, hell yeah. I mean, it was it was cool. And Charles, I think once you go for a ride in a Tesla with a little bit of guts, uh, you're going you're gonna to change your mind on electric. I really do. I really do think that. Here's what I'll say. So Charles said his part about electric versus gas. I think gas is going away. One, I think we're going to see this warped future where there will be some gas, mostly electric. Kind of like the way it was two, three years ago where it was some electric, mostly gas. I think we're going to live in that world. And then I think over time, it's going to go away. What was that movie? Uh, was it iRobot? No, it wasn't iRobot. Uh, yeah, no, iRobot. Uh, where, where the lady, the motorcycle? Yeah. Yeah, it's iRobot. It's iRobot. Yeah, where the girl on the motorcycle, um, there's like this scene and the girl's like, yeah, that's a combustible engine. You know it explodes, Yeah, right? it, it explodes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're going to get there. I really do. I don't know when. God, that, that I part. hope not. BMW, quote me if I'm wrong, um, 2022, BM, by 2022, BMW said this. Our entire fleet will be electrified. They didn't say fully electric. They said electrified, which is their E-Drive, like my BMW today, right? Their i-series, like i3, i8, those are electric cars. Their E, so for example, my car is an E. It's a 5 Series E. Um, That means it's basically a hybrid. Now, the reason why they don't call it hybrid or H is because it's plug-in, which means like I get the carpool stickers. Yes, it's kind of a hack. I do get them. No, I don't have them on my car because I think they look freaking hideous. Um, So one day I'll get pulled over and I'll figure out what to do. But um, that's what it means, that their entire fleet will be like that. I think that's badass. And I think over time, they'll move. They'll move. And they'll get more and more electric. Porsche. Charles, you said Porsche earlier, by the way. It's Porsche. Yeah, Porsche. Um, They just came out with a new car. They announced it. It looks like the Panamera, but it's fully electric. Don't ask me the name. 
So that's an e-tron one, right? No, e-tron is Audi. So what is it? Well, I know the Panamera now comes in a full hybrid. It's but... come in a hybrid for a while, yeah, but this is electric. So, I forget what it's called. Yeah. So the difference between hybrid and electric is this, and in a nutshell. You can correct me because I'm sure I'm going to miss some pieces, but in a nutshell, this is what it is. If you have an electric car like my BMW, it means everything is electric and then the gas is the second power source. So, for example, my AC, my heater, all those things are not running on a typical belt system the way they would be running like on Charles's truck, right? Where the motor runs and a belt turns and it powers those items. Um, not even my starter is on. It's just, it's just way, way different. Like, obviously, a starter needs power to turn, but it'll be there, right? It's not, like the iCloud. Yeah, it's, it's just way, way different. It's a whole – so, like, my car t- – Charles jokes around because it's, like, it's off, but the AC's running. <laughs> yeah. What is your car doing? Don't worry, man. You're going to start your car right this now? This is what the future. You're literally in the future when you're in my car. Um, you know, and then Tesla, obviously, there's no gas motor. You know, the front's a trunk. They call it a frunk, I think. No, it's not a boot. A boot? I think the nickname's a frunk. Front, no. front trunk, frunk. Uh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, front trunk, frunk. <laughs> So, you know, I think this, I think Charles's truck, the 2500 will become obsolete. I feel confident saying that because Tesla's already come out with a diesel. There's that other company I sent you yesterday. It's coming out with a diesel. Yeah. Uh, no, not the Freightliner. That's who it was. Oh, I saw they're, that video. They're, yeah, they're coming out with an electric one. Freaking Freightliner, the biggest name in semi-trucks. Um, mm-hmm. They're coming out with it. Um, then there's that other company that I follow. Um, they came out with like a SUV truck thing. It looks badass, all electric, just like Tesla. So, hell yeah, I think that Charles's truck will eventually become obsolete. I think you know maybe it'll be a collector's item. Um, maybe in the future, this is as far as I'll go. That there, there might still be a gas diesel in there, um, or maybe maybe an unleaded truck, uh, unleaded motor, and it'll be there almost like a generator. That's what I think. I think that's what gas will be used for. So that way you can increase range. But Tesla came out with the Roadster and they gave it like. 600 mile range or something and you got test uh, you got semi trucks pulling giant loads going up hills out- outpacing diesels i don't know we're, we're gonna come back to this one a lot we don't we could do a whole podcast on electric yeah, no, versus gas yeah i'm not even gonna rebuttal because there's yeah. not enough time for today i drove one time i live in ranch cucamonga i drove from there to pasadena and in traffic like 7 a.m for like an hour and a half. That's how long it took. I talked to Charles the, the entire time about this one conversation. Um, so that's that will probably be on, a, on our current events. And neither of us have budged at all. No, we haven't. <laughs> and I keep, I'm really bad. I send Charles electric stuff all the time. Like, here it is, here it is. Look at this, look at that. Yeah. Um, GM Camaro. Maybe this is why the Camaro is so ugly. Um, now, the new one, they, they just it basically took all that panel or team or whatever and they're restructuring it to move to the electric side of their mm-hmm. their car so yeah that's where we're at hey let's close this thing up how about that yeah fair enough is that fair that's fair enough I, I, i'm okay with that i i really want to rebuttal your comments but i want it you know what to be fair because you're one side on one side and we're not leaving our sides right yeah I think so, so i really 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 want to know what our viewers and maybe the one person listening to our podcast. I right? think we call them <laughs> listeners, not viewers. Yes. Listeners. Um, we want to know what your thoughts are. You can agree with me, disagree, agree with you, or disagree. You can disagree with both of us. Yeah. I want to know what you think. I, I'm, I'm sure uh, it would it would kind of be fun to hear your side or view of things. If, if you mind uh, shooting that to us.
yeah, shoot it over to us. Podcast at dcrcars.com. It'll come just to Charles and I. Um, shoot it over. That that would be good. Are you passionate? Shoot, come on, talk to us. I'd love to debate you on it. Oh, yeah. We'll, we're always open door for talk, car talk. And I got a lot of facts on this whole electric versus gas thing. Facts. F-A-C-T-S. Not feelings. That's uh-huh. a different... Yeah. Your we, facts are in the future, just saying. No, I'm talking to you like about this 2022 BMW electric car fleet. Uh, the that future. Kind of stuff. The, yeah. the, the future. Yeah. So, uh, mm. happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Uh, enjoy yourselves, spend time with your loved ones. Uh, if you don't have any, find new ones. Uh, but most importantly, guys, be safe out there this holiday season. Uh, we want to see you next year and uh, we want to keep interacting. So just be safe and enjoy yourselves. Be safe, enjoy yourselves. I agree. Um, hey, what do you think about today's topics? Were they too much, too little? Was the content too dense? And if you say that, we're not going to take your feedback. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, um, we're going to put you in a box, spam box. <laughs> yeah, so how do you get a hold of us? You got a couple different email addresses out of us today. DCRcars.com will take you to our fleet if you just want to know more about Toro. Um, email, you know, you, we already gave that to you, so go back and rewind. IGDCR underscore cars on Instagram. Follow us, like us, all that good stuff. It even has our phone number and our direct contact info there too. So. Hey guys, it's been a pleasure. Next time, we actually stip- skipped a topic today, so we'll we did we'll yeah. reserve that there for next time. There was not enough time. time for that, and we'll see what <clears throat> what dirt we can dig up on this uh, Camaro drama because I think that's the one for me that's still kind of open ended, and we'll give some more time to this electric thing because I got I got a lot of juice, I got a lot of a lot of bullets in that gun. Charles, anything else? <laughs> It's more like a water uh, water gun you, you got. The, water literally balance. the fastest car in the world right now. <clears throat> and this car is out in the wild. You can't get it in public, but um, it's been on the track already. Right? Fastest car in the world, Tesla Roadster. Uh, I think you, you're meaning quickest. Fastest, quickest, mm-hmm. whatever. Interpretation. All right, guys. Tomato, it a, tomato. It was a pleasure. Uh, this is Charles saying goodbye and... Joey saying goodbye. Talk to you guys soon. Happy holidays. We're not going to keep it PC, right? So we can say Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. Merry I say Merry New Christmas. Year. Happy, Happy Hanukkah. New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, Kwanzaa. I don't know. Kwanzaa. Whatever you guys celebrate, uh, marry that. Hell, yeah. Merry <laughs> to you and your family. But like Charles said, be safe. Thanks, guys. <laughs>